Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is going on and welcome to another episode of the Urban Pitch Podcast, the beautiful game of life, part of the Believe Network. I'm Ramzi Abushala, editor of UrbanPitch.com. To my right, as always, the director of Vibes himself, Julio Monterosa. Julio, what's going on, man? Nothing much. Another day in paradise, brother. Another day in paradise. Another episode. We got some special guests in the building for your, uh, well, not in the building, joining us uh, via Zoom. Um, but, but I mean, they, they, I mean, you could, you could say they're competitors. You could say that, but I mean, uh, that's, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, we're we're here, we're here to grow the game together. Uh, they have a really, really dope uh, media outlet, Club Eleven. Um, I'm sure you guys have heard of that if you're if you're listening right now. Um, but uh, you know, we we like to think that you know we're we're all part of the same. You know, uh, we're on the same community where we're all here to help the game grow. You know, they say a, a rising tide, uh, uh, you know, raises all boats. But in the building, we got Pablo and Gabriel Bayona Sapag. Um, fraternal twins they just told me uh, I, you know I, I just thought i just thought it was a coincidence that they had the same last name you know but uh guys what, what is going on what, what's going on what's going on guys what's up guys thank you thank you again for having us you know it's super super fun just to to be able to chat and, and big fans of your work as well yeah. yeah no thank you for having us guys i mean it means it means a lot to be able to to come on and like gabe said big fan yeah appreciate that appreciate right, who's it. the oldest one yeah, the beard, That's the beard, me. the That's beard. Yeah, <laughs> I, I never let him forget. Right here. Um, yeah, so so let's talk about Club Eleven, obviously, because um, you know that's that's uh, that's why we're here. Um, it's 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 been you know a, a couple of years now. We, we we've been following you for for a while. You have great uh, you know great content covering the U.S. game, hey, whether yes. it's you know written work, podcasts, photography. Um, just talk about Club Eleven, how that started, um, what, what, what y'all are all about, and you know, just uh, uh, how, how you got here today. Of course, man. Pablo, who you want to take? Nah, it? you you go right ahead. Sure. Man. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, man. So it, it all started um, 2018, um, I think, when when Rooney went over to DC. Mm-hmm. I looked at mm-hmm. as it's definitely like a it was like a a moment that you know kind of started. A lot of uh, interest, I think, back into the team, DC United. Um, Pablo and I, we'd been to a few games when they were out in RFK, and and I think the atmosphere like completely changed. Um, all, I mean, the fans have always been great, but having that new stadium and you know a new a new player like Rooney, it's obviously um, like it's gonna get people out there, and that got me out there. And at the time, I was doing some photography. I I really was interested in you know the game here. I thought that. I mean, look, there was there was just a lot of a lot of little details and stories that kind of went, you know, beneath the cracks at times and um, just really wanted to shoot soccer. So just took my camera to the game, you know, got lucky. Uh, a lot of people were, were helpful, like kind of guiding us through the credentialing process. You know, I got a shout out. I think Chris, who's who's in L.A., I am Chris, I think on Instagram. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we, we know Chris. He was actually. Yeah. Yeah, man. He's dude. I, I owe him a lot for, you know, just responding to that message i think it was like summer of 2018 i just oh wow i had no idea how to like get a credential you know and like he just he pretty much laid it out for me you know what you need to do and and i think after that it was pretty pretty straightforward you know getting into the games um i think club 11 at that point um you know pablo was was really into writing and 
just kind of put our heads together and, and went into, I think at that point it was like a website. We had some recaps, um, a lot of photography on Instagram. And yeah, man, it, I think it seemed like a lot of people around the country just have that same interest, that same passion for the game, you know, try to grow it through photography and also through the writing. Um, so the collective just kind of grew naturally into 2019 and then pandemic, man, like that. Yeah. I kind of, I mean, it was tough, you know, we, we've been shooting for like two years at that point and um, it kind of forces you to change. And I'm, I'm almost glad that, not, obviously not glad that it happened, but like that pause really helped us, you know, see what we wanted to start doing in the following years. You know, we, we just took a step back and kind of planned it out um, from the start, you know, for Pablo and I just being from Peru, like we've always loved this game. Um, and I think the the amount of diversity and just variety in stories like in this country is ridiculous. Um, you, you guys know better than, better than anybody, but it's it's like a, it's infinite. Um, mm -hmm. And I think the, the similarities and differences are what makes it super special. But that's, you know, we really wanted to get into more detail, you know, outside of the pitch. And, and that's kind of how the editorial work came to be. Um, Pablo, let you know, I'll let you talk a little bit more about that. But today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information, from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Yeah, man, like, since then, it's really been a mix of those two. It's just the, I guess, the photography and the writing together, um, the collective of of people who kind of wanted to push the brand forward. And, and I think it's it's been really, like, for me personally, like, the, the most special thing has been has been that, you know, that that group of people um, being able to, you know, meet up with these guys uh, in Philadelphia the last two years to play, play the tournaments. Like it's just cool, man. Like finding, finding like-minded people who, who want to push the game forward as well. It's, it's just, it's just special. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and now that you, you you've gotten more stuff as you got more established, um, you know, you have that nationwide um, uh, network of con contributors, you know, Dave Williamson is mm -hmm. one of them. We've worked with Dave, um, a bunch awesome, the past. Yeah, 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 yeah. He reps Love ATL hard. Um, but I mean, I mean, um, Gabriel, you said you're in uh, in Miami right now. Pablo, you're in DC. So how how did you all kind of grow this expansive network? Because I mean, every time I see a new, you know, whether it's a, 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 a photo album or a photo carousel on Instagram or you know, a player interview, it, it seems like it's a di in a different location. So how how did you guys grow to uh, get to to be you know nationwide? Yeah, man. Um uh it was so i'll go i have to go back to you know it was leo actually i think who who reached out and carlos well who i'm with right now um it was just people looking to to shoot games as well you know in, in their markets and show uh you know their teams the way they saw it i think one one thing we always push for with with our photography is to kind of just obviously be creative but just show us the game like the way you see it you're the one on the stadium you're the one in front of the field with the fans, like just just do your thing, and and a lot of people, like including myself, we just really wanted to get out there and showcase that. Mm. Um, so it was, I think Instagram definitely helped. You know, um, I think everybody that reached out early on, you know, are people that 
just shared that common um, mission. And I guess like, I mean, I asked, I asked myself that question a lot as well. Like, I think it was just natural. Um, and, and it happened to be that people were in, in different places, you know, and it's just a lot of it is, is in DC and New York. Um, but the network, the network just grew because we all wanted to, to either shoot photos or writing. Um, and, and we've always just, just like to, like you guys said, I think expanding the coverage is important and getting the different perspectives and the point of view is, is, is something that we really, you know, we really like doing. Yeah. Just from the pictures on Instagram, I'm like, wow, these guys know what they're doing. <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's wild, man. Like some, some of the games that I think, uh, some of the games that we, we shot this year, like the All-Star game, for example, um, like shout out to Morgan, you know, that we've been denied from those games like three years in a row, I think, <laughs> since, since like 2018. Um, so like e even this year, you know, it's there's always something new coming out. I think obviously the fixtures change, but right. everything you see every weekend, like for us to, um, for us, it's also like just as special, like receiving those pictures and seeing, you know, from different places in the country. It's, it's awesome, man. Like, um, you see the growth everywhere. It's really cool. Yeah, and, and speaking of MLS also, let's talk about some some like kind of ongoing trends in in uh, U.S. soccer. Um, what what were your thoughts on on the game as a whole? The the the, the you know the the skills challenge that that led into it. Um, what, what's your take on the current format of MLS All Star? Because obviously it's evolved so much over the years. Paul, what do you think? Yeah. No, I mean, honestly, I feel like one of the one of the cool things about soccer here, and I feel like, um, you know, me being from Peru and kind of being involved in that, like, South American, um, like, mindset and viewpoint of the game, I feel like a lot of times it gets the American way of playing soccer and going about soccer a lot of times gets looked down on um, by other countries. But one of the cool things that I think makes soccer special in this country is the fact that there's all these different things that they take from maybe like basketball or like right. football like all-star games that they involve into soccer and it honestly lets you like see a lot of cool things that you might not see in any other places i mean i love the goalie wars that they had yeah i, yeah. I think they had done it a while back and they just brought it back this skills challenge it feels like it's something that you know you would do while you're playing fifa mm -hmm. um, but you actually see all the players that you see every weekend actually doing it in real life yeah. So I, I think that the format is actually cool and it's a great way to, you know, not only not only just have fun with it, but I feel like it, it might bring in that like new audience of new soccer fans that, you know, might not really be following the game mm -hmm. every week, but then they just tune in for the All-Star Challenge and they're like, hey, you know, like this is maybe something that I can get into. They're just having fun with it. And honestly, I think that that's really a trend that I see with, with us soccer now is just having fun with it and see how we can do things differently and how we can build our own culture you know and i think that one of the cool things about being involved with soccer these days is just the fact that we kind of get to create what we want out of this sport so honestly love love the all-star match and obviously everything around it too yeah what are the league what are the leagues gonna have chicharito uh you know hitting scissor kicks exactly dude. you know what i mean like what yeah, are the leagues gonna be doing that no uh, yeah, you guys LAFC or LA Galaxy, or neither. Uh, I, I'm an LAFC he, fan. He's he's a big LAFC fan. I'm I'm more of a coward, so I've I haven't really picked a side yet. 
Um, yeah. You know, what, what are you early, leaning towards? Early on, early on in this podcast, we did like it's kind of a debate, and obviously he mm. was the LAFC side, so I was you know debating for for Galaxy. Um, yeah. But but the way that I explain to people is that um, I came into soccer later in my life. Uh, I grew up playing baseball. Um, I, I I didn't you know really start. I didn't fall for the game until you know I, I started doing more stuff with with Urban Pitch, but. Um, that was mm-hmm. that coincided at the same time when LAFC was coming up. So naturally, you know, this really cool team that's doing all this stuff in my backyard is is having, you know, is starting up at the same time I'm becoming a soccer fan. So naturally, I was engaged mm-hmm. by that and I was drawn to that. So um, early on, I was definitely in the LAFC camp. Um, but then when they started playing, uh, and then but but I also you know recognized what Galaxy had done, what yeah. they've accomplished over the years. You know, the fact that they. Um, really had a significant um, role in, in globalizing MLS and, and making it, you know, yeah. the, the visibility of the league, you know, increasing that. Um, so I did recognize that. And we worked with both both teams, um, mm-hmm. you know, both with Urban Pitch and Urban Futsal LA, our, our sister company. So I, you know, had seen the work that goes into what both teams were doing. And I see like, you know, the different mindsets and, and, and strategies that they had. So I, I recognize that. Um, LAFC was always that kind of cool, though. They had that, that you know, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. They're, they're the, the 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 shiny, the 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 cool new kid. The shiny new toy, campus. right? Exactly. But <laughs> yeah. so so I was kind of I had you know one foot in the LAFC uh, um, bucket, but once they started playing Galaxy and the and the dart and the derbies were, were happening, yeah. um, and Galaxy were beating them pretty much every time. Um, yeah, yeah. And to me, I thought that was you know really good for the league in that you know it gave LAFC that hunger. That they were, you know, mm-hmm. they wanted to overcome that hump, and you know, we, we talk about this earlier. I don't know if they still have overcome have that hump. Them you know, uh, d- d- despite having, you know, a, you know, objectively more success since they came into the league than Galaxy, but um, I found myself rooting for Galaxy to keep beating, you know, the the little brother. I'm I'm a, I'm an older Same. sibling. I'm an older sibling, so that <laughs> might have something to do with it, but. Um, uh, I found myself, you know, rooting for, and then they had Zlatan, and 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 he was obviously doing doing all this, doing his thing. Um, so I, I see the value in both teams and what LEFC has done by bring by joining the league with so much momentum is they forced Galaxy to step up there again too. And I think Galaxy is still trying to get to that point where you know they have that off off field uh, image that LEFC does, but they've definitely stepped things up because for years. You know, they had no one. They, 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 you know, you could say they, they were complacent when it comes to um, some of the off-pitch initiatives. Um, but now I think yeah. they've definitely stepped it up. They've, they've worked with some really, uh, really cool artists and creatives in the L.A. area. And, and you're starting to see that side grow from, from, from that side. So that's kind of that's, – that's my whole spiel when it comes to L.A. Galaxy, LAFC. That's oh, a real that's complex story. Awesome. Uh, I went to high school across the street, so that's what made me an L.A.F.C. fan. <laughs> 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 keep it simple. Yeah, man. Yo, what what do you guys what do you guys think about the the transfers now? You know, both teams they made like completely different different deals. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was gonna bring that up actually, but um, yeah. I don't know if this is true. This is like Twitter gossip, like like mm-hmm. rumors that were in the fray. But I saw something. Um, well, someone uh, one of the one of our Urban Pitch contributors shared it in in, in the group Slack that um, Galaxy and Gareth Bale had an agreement. Early oh, in the season, oh, but but they instead went with Costa because they got a quote unquote better deal. I don't know if this is true. This is like uh-huh. irresponsible of me for even 
putting this on air. You even say, you know what I mean? Because this is like yeah. this is like a fourth, like a fourth, uh, whatever. It's like source. the bottom of Reddit. Yeah, yeah you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, like this is not that, so. That's, so what are we TMZ now? Yeah, no, no, no. I mean TMZ. TMZ wouldn't be saying this. You know, TMZ has a standard. So I shouldn't have even said that. But if that's true, you know, that's that's crazy. But um, obviously, you know, Bale and, and, and Keelini coming to LAFC is huge. Um, mm-hmm. I think you know Galaxy getting Ricky Puich. I don't know if I'm Puig, saying yeah. that. I need to get that. Well, I have from, no idea how to pronounce Ricky Puich. Puich. It's like Pooch or Puich. I don't know, dude. But uh, either way, I think you know. Obviously. That was a very surprising signing to me for how young he was. Um, you know, MLS still kind of has this, even though they're slowly shedding it, actually quickly shedding it. They're, they're, there's a bunch of young talent that are making their way from South America to, to MLS, and you see, you know, them kind of going to, to to the South America to America to Europe. Yeah. That that kind of it's pa- becoming a sudden league. So so yeah. you're, you're starting to see that, but you're not really seeing. The Europe, the Europe to U.S. pipeline, where it's a young guy like like uh, like Puig, uh, who's so to me that was like way out of the blue, and I'm excited to see. You know, I don't know if they're awesome, gonna play though. each other again, maybe in playoffs, but um, that'll be a fantastic um, uh, dynamic there, as as it always is. Yeah, for sure. This galaxy. Oh, there he is. There he goes. <laughs> I didn't even see that. <laughs> so, so you're you're obviously a galaxy uh, a galaxy supporter then. No, I picked this up in 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 a store here. Um, Golasso Kids. They had this. This oh, is like okay. a training top. Yeah. From like a, I don't even know if it's actually for the Galaxy because it's just Galaxy it's just SC. Galaxy. Right. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, if I had to pick between the two teams, um, for me, it's 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 almost the same way. Like it, it just I don't have like a a connection to either one. I mean, I I root for DC United, so it's like when I watch their their games. It was always like I want whoever had the streak to keep it and just like yeah. shove the other team down, right, like right, right. far, man. <laughs> and when when Galaxy was doing it, it was almost like cool to see, you know, because it was, you know, this other team was trying to get their their first one in. And um, when when Slatan was there, it was always a spectacle. Um, every game was was like just flashy. I mean, it's it's what you expect from that that kind of kind of matchup. And and I honestly miss, like, I miss him for that. Um, it yeah. was it was it yeah. was just it yeah. was cool those were good um, games were yeah good games. so like now yeah man like they were so that was like pure pure entertainment um and yeah. now you you see like bail like i love it i mean yeah. it's, it's starting to yeah. ramp up again so, yeah yeah really- even the signings like you got a real madrid for uh lafc and a barcelona for yeah. uh, right for right LAFC. Yeah. it's insane man it's awesome yeah, yeah. It's- but so what we need now is for them to kind of amp up the the trash talk kind of like how Hazlatan mm. was doing his interviews you know saying you know where was Vela where, where was I when I was 28 you know what I mean and where's, where's <laughs> yeah I remember that. you know what I mean like that I mean that interview yeah. was that did I I mean that was that was un, that was unreal and and you don't yeah. really see interviews like that that are getting picked up nationally you know um, yeah. when it comes to MLS um, uh, so I think kind of you know investing into the storytelling um, which I think they're doing a little bit more, but you know, even kind of just doing that, like get that going guy. all in, kind of like how the NBA did, you know. <laughs> Forget in, that in, guy slot. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, you need characters like that, man. You oh need my characters God, like you that. Do, man. You do. Like, you do that's, need that's, characters. So, so if, if the league wants to keep growing, especially here in the U.S., where um, you know we're, we're we're so distracted all the time with with you know what's going on here and there, but um, you know, I don't know if if, if Bale is the is the guy to do it, but if he can just 
like lean into that kind of villain role and, and start, you know, maybe talking some some mess here and there. I think that might be yeah, good man. for the league. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for that. Yeah, so being DC United fans, what are your th- what are your thoughts on, on on Rooney coming back to to, to manager? Dude, that's that's a tough one because I mean I feel like Rooney is Rooney, and I think mm. most of us here really love them for what he did for the club when he came as a player. I think no one was really expecting him to to show up, and I mean if he was going to come to MLS, why DC out of all places? Mm. But like he came when we were opening the new stadium and everything, and I remember that's really when because we had been to a few RFK game, games at RFK. And then they opened up the new stadium right when Rooney came in. And I remember for like the rest of that season, it was mainly home games because they had like postponed them to the end of the season when the stadium would open up. And I remember going to almost all of them just because you knew that you would show up and then see him do something special. And I think we might have just lost like one game at home out of like 10 that we played at the end of the season. And it was just an unreal atmosphere. And, you know, the the way he exited the club, I think I, I'm pretty sure I heard his family, like, wasn't happy with life here in America. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why he decided to, like, go back to England and all that stuff. Um, but now coming back as a coach, I mean, I feel like DC had been doing pretty poorly this, this yeah, season. Yeah, it's been tough. It's been and, tough. Yeah, like, I mean, honestly, I feel like the fans really weren't happy with the way things were going at the club. Um, you know, after, after they fired Losada. I think a lot of the fans, including myself, like it's been really tough to like, you know, get behind the team. You know, I think we all like lost the players and everything, but, you know, seeing a little bit of like what was happening with the organization was a little disheartening. Um, And obviously bringing Rooney, I think will help to get some of those fans like back. Um, And on top of that, I think he'll obviously help, um, you know, be a coach that can help recruit players from Europe. Uh, Hopefully not just like older players, but maybe younger players like we saw with Puig. Yeah. who might be able to come and maybe, you know, start turning things around for DC. So that's that's really where I see Rooney being a very valuable asset for DC. It's kind of being that recruiter. And then obviously we all want him to do well as a coach. Um, you know, obviously mm-hmm. he's still kind of like finding his finding his wings in that role. So hopefully he can, you know, learn and then progress as a coach. And, you know, with that, hopefully take the team uh, in the right direction. But obviously excited to see what, with you know what what he can do and the players that he's able to bring you know he already got Benteke so yeah you know, we'll see yeah we'll and, see. and and we just need to get a, a beans and toast spot opened up in in, in DC so the family can yeah, feel, man, feel yeah. a little bit more right. at home you know get some haggis yeah. in there whatever whatever the hell that, it's a big Salvadorian community just go get some pupusas out there in DC yeah they don't have that and they don't have that that's too much that's too much flavor for the for the English you know what I mean that's too much flavor bro that's way, way too much man way too much <laughs> uh, I'm Salvadorian so uh, I know there's a big community out there in DC United it's huge man oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and we're real, we're real uh, rowdy people so <laughs> I can just imagine how the stadium is sometimes yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. I'll tell you. I think the food at the stadium is probably, probably the best. I mean, some of the best you can get at least in the East Coast, just because of the, the Salvadoran food you get there. Um, it's it's really good. They also have Peruvian food there. So oh, nice. Lomo saltado, whole, whole yeah. deal, man. Oh, mm, Lomo, Lomo saltado, dude. Oh, that's... the green sauce that comes with it. What is it like? Is it a little spicy? Uh, Pablo, what is that one? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure is what it, they call it, but I know what you're talking about. It's like the yeah, it's always that one, and then the yellow. The green one is the is the best. <laughs> so good. best. That's not. It's not chimichurri, is it? No, it's no, not no, no. It's like a. No, no, no. It's like a. Just green sauce. Yeah, it must be a secret, man. Like they, they just. 
It's everywhere. Yeah, like anywhere know. you get Peruvian chicken, it's, it's there. The, the Peruvians they keep it real secret. Like, you got to know, got to know, got to get the recipe, I guess. You got to know, man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so let's talk yeah, about so- let's talk about soccer culture in, in the U.S. a little bit because um, you know we've seen it grow even since you know the last the last three four years. Um, there's there's been you know an increase of not only you know I don't mean the toot our own horns, but people like Urban Pitch, people like Club Eleven that are kind of covering this this whole scene. Um, there, we've seen you know different collectives, we've seen different you know apparel brands, we've seen just you know people playing pickup, whatever. Um, so it's definitely on the rise, in the, uh, especially for the last few years. What, what's your guys' take? What have you seen? Um, and, and to you, what is American soccer culture? Yeah. I mean, I, I, think, I think for me, at least personally, what, what I see a lot of is, is just, I mean, just conversations like these, they, they just help push it forward. Um, the competition, obviously, I feel like even, even the teams – like they all want the league to go up and it's going to be whatever league we're talking about here. It's, it's either NWSL, USL, MLS. Um, And that also applies to those covering the leagues. At least that's, that's our mentality. Um, That's, that's just the way I think the way it's been with us, whenever we, we speak to, you know, another organization, they think the same way. And it's, it's kind of like, everybody's just trying to, you know, push it forward, whatever that may look like, you know, it can be photos, it can be writing, you know, there's podcasts, there's, there's videos, whatever it may be. Um, I think the, the culture for me, like I can't really put a word yet into, into what it is because it, it changes like every day. It's like, it's so young, at least even, you know, even, even the, the MLS, for example, like you're talking about a league that's barely past 25 um you compare it to the epl it's like it's like a fourth of that mm-hmm. well like they have yeah. like 180 yeah. Yeah. years on us so it's like you know you 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 see everything um from its inception like they're trying to to follow the entertainment of you know the nfl the mlb and and all mm-hmm. of this and like for me personally i've had like a i always had a hard time like not like agreeing with it but accepting that that's just the way it is i used to like I used to see MLS when I was like 14, 15. I'm like, what is this? Like, what what am I watching? And and I feel like just getting out of that mindset, you know, giving it a chance, that's you know, that's what allowed me to actually enjoy it, you know, accept it for what it is. The quality is getting there. I mean, I think it's it's on its way, but you can't expect it to just be overnight. Um it's it's just a, it's a process. We're all in it. Um there's obviously good and bad and and like in any other league, you know, like you can you can pick at any other league and find its flaws. Just like you know, they'll tell you that any league here has its flaws. But like, dude, for me, it was just trying to find the the beauty in those leagues, and and I'm glad that you know I got to enjoy it. Um, the culture here is just super open. It's very, it's very unique. There's a lot of diversity in in whatever facet that may be. You know, the clubs, like the kids, the people, um, the people that are now starting to to get into it more um so yeah man it's just it's as unique as as this country is that's that's all i can i can really like describe it as um it's it's like the most most unique league in the world i would say mls and any other league in it in in this country it's just really cool definitely you can even see a lot um even with the the products that we're putting on on the field now uh all these young kids are having that golden era of u.s soccer um personally me i think uh, that the U.S. not qualifying to the World Cup helped helped out in a way that 
the U.S. invested yeah, more yeah. in in the in the soccer culture. Mm. Um, we don't want to be known as uh, uh, the U.S. does not like, like to be known as one of the weaker teams in the world. They always want to be the best yeah. in the basketball, football, whatever it is. But so I think that once that happened, the U.S. said, "You know what? We're investing this money, and you can see it in the league and in the players that we have now." Dude, one one hundred percent. I mean the. Like obviously, it's it's good to to get the big signings. Um, I think uh, like we were just talking about uh, Ibrahimovic earlier, and 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 people like Rooney, like they helped me get into it. You know, it's like the initial push some of us needed to to like get our eyes on it. Um, but I think like once once you start going like a few weeks, like actually following the stuff that's going on in your own backyard, it's like that's that's just soup. That's for me. That's the that's what makes it different from following a league like across the across the globe. So we're here. I mean, you you don't really have to look hard enough if you're in a in a main city to either find USL team, NWSL, MLS. Like you can find professional soccer near you, and and enough to enough quality to support it, um, to support whatever club that may be. Um, I just I think now you know more more people are are looking into that, and and with the signings, like dude, with with LAFC, of course you want to go see. I would love to go see Bale like every weekend. It's, mm. it's the same thing with. Yeah. With Rooney, like I, I wanna, you know, Benteke just signed. Like that definitely it's definitely like propels you to, to go out there. Um, but like you said, you know, the academies as well. Like there's there's kids that a lot of people in, in your own communities, for example, like we we grew up in, in Maryland and, and you know the DMV has a lot of talent. And you know, through these these academies, it's people that maybe your your cousins, your brothers may have gone to school with. And then you get to see them on the professional field next to, I don't know, Benteke. Mm-hmm. You're like that. That's awesome. Yeah. You know those those storylines like they're they're great. Um, and and for me like that's that's just that's what makes it so special. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. No, I think um, you know mentioning how like um, you know people that you might know might be playing professionally. Um, you know when you go to a DC United game and you'd see like Griffin Yao playing, for example you'd see like all of his high school friends, like on the mm-hmm. bottom row mm-hmm. waiting to say, you know, hello at the end of the game, for example. Um, then I remember going to a Loudoun United game, which was like USL. Yeah. Yeah. And for, for that, it was um, my dad really, he, he loves watching soccer. Um, and he's been to a few DC United games with me. Um, and for that, we can honestly just take the Metro and get off at the stadium and just mm-hmm. go watch it. But to go see this Loudoun United game, uh, you know, we drove like 50 minutes out to go watch it. Right. Uh, I went with my little brother and my little brother was, hey, like, I know that guy that's about to come on in the second half. Um, and this guy just like killed it. And my brother was like, yeah, like the the people that I play with, we kind of like know him. And he's definitely going to be like a big player that, that's going to come out of here. So I feel like those sort of things is maybe something that you can't get from kind of following soccer in Europe or like South America. You know, we're here in, in the U.S., and I think it's important to support, you know, those young players, support those local teams, uh, just because it's really what we have here. And then the way I see um, soccer in this country is basically a blank canvas. I mean, we can kind of paint it the way we want it, and that's what's going to be for the future. Um, we, we can really do what, what we want to do with it, and I think it's, it's important to take the time to support it now and to take the time in growing it. Yeah, that's why. That's why he's a writer, man. That's why. <laughs> yeah, that's very eloquent. Yeah. yeah, that's very eloquent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> now I think we can get into a little bit more about Club Eleven and and what what you are all about. Um, 
obviously, you know, you have, you have the website, you have the newsletter, you do, you know, written stories, you do f- photography, um, origins, the new podcast, um, recently started, started coming out. I, I was listening to the, uh, Detroit city FC one, um, on the way yeah, here. Thank you, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what, um, just like, what kind of projects do you look into uh, to, when, when you're looking for, you know, different stories to, to, to tell or different players to interview or, you know, um, like starting a, a, a new podcast? What kind of stories are you looking to cover uh, when it comes to, to, to U.S. soccer? Pablo, that's all you, man. Oh, me? Yeah, I mean, I guess in terms of stories, one of the, one of the things that, you know, kind of really helped was um, I think right before the pandemic, a lot of us had already gotten in touch. Um, a lot of different photographers, uh, people that wanted to contribute to Club Eleven. Uh, so by then, I think we were a group of maybe like you know between twenty and like thirty people. Um, you know, just all of us in touch, just kind of we all knew each other by that point. And when the pandemic happened, that's when we kind of shifted a little bit more from just doing game day coverage to start doing more of these profile stories with players. Um, and that really came from, from me, I think for me, I grew up in Peru. So one of the things that, um, kind of made me fall in love with the sport in general was just the fact that, you know, I could see the players playing on Sunday, but I always felt like I knew what they were up to the rest of the week. I mean, I knew where they would like eat, where they would hang out, what mm-hmm. they would do with their free yeah. time, like their hobbies. Um, and that's really something that I felt came from maybe like reading the Sunday newspaper. Um, you know, whenever my family would bring it in, I would always take out uh, the sports section. And on Sundays, they always had these like big like profiles on a player that, you know, I liked and that I would see every weekend. Uh, so from there, I think that's where the inspiration came from doing these stories and trying to get a little bit more into uh, telling the stories of the players and what they're what they what they really do off the pitch and how they got to where they are. Um, but that was really the inspiration behind it. But then actually, I guess, putting it into practice and then start putting them out is different. Um, you know, how do you start like finding out about all these stories and all that? And, and I think that's really where the network and all the people that we were, that all the people that we've gotten in touch with by that point um, were honestly, uh, the reason we were able to tell all these stories, it was, um, you know, people in New York, people in Miami, people in LA, they knew um, all these players, they knew the stories that they thought could be cool to to tell in their own um, in their own cities, and we I think we were really guided by that. I mean I think they are the ones that are there. They're the ones that are experiencing uh, their own little culture wherever they are, and I think we really just wanted to listen to them and see what stories we could tell with them. Uh, so that's really I think um, the inspiration behind telling those stories and how we kind of look at telling the stories is just the people that are in those cities. They know. Uh, what stories would be cool to tell and we just we just go off and and just tell them so i think that's really where the where the storytelling comes into place yeah i yeah i think last year um like we had we had kind of just set this goal to to do it on a weekly basis um and you know that it definitely helped uh, to just get get accustomed to you know i think for for me, it was like on the design side of things, but for Pablo, also like on the writing and like editing, and I think towards the end of the year, like we just found it was super. It was it was almost like going around on a wheel, um, the the whole weekly kind of thing. Um, so I think we we decided to slow down a little bit more this year, 
um the the stories like the editorial i think for us will always be like the that's like the thing that we really enjoy doing you know i think the those conversations and and presenting it um the amount of, of freedom that you have like just doing the photography you know you can pretty much pick any angle you want um after talking to to the interviewee um and yeah man like now we're taking just a little like a little longer in putting them out but we're also just trying to figure out you know like this podcast you know what what other mediums can we can we get into you know so origins was i think uh it was something that Pablo came up with uh like at the beginning of the year i think and, and it just took us like a really long time to figure out how to you know produce it and, and get it out and like um like we obviously you know you guys probably see you we understand like how hard it is to to set this up and yeah, like get yeah, it up yeah. there yeah. um and and yeah man like just but those those kind of things like last year we just didn't really have have time um to to even attempt to figure that out and i think um that's one thing that we set out to do this year is just try new things um the podcast was one of them i think we're hopefully going to restart the the newsletter again in in some way or form um and then video is also something that we're trying to get into mm. and probably closer to to the end or started next year but yeah man like ever since since we started doing the editorials um those are the base and i think those at the core are what what we've gone off of um and, and at the at the start of that was always the the creators um you know in, in their communities and, and trying to again like showcase what what they see so yeah it's been it's been interesting interesting yeah, last yeah. couple of years yeah, sure. yeah um what do you think has been the hardest thing once you start those? Like, what was the one thing that uh, that was pretty difficult to start off? But once you got that over that hump, um, it was good to go. Yeah, um, I mean, for I think for for both of us, like Paul, I remember um, starting on like it's. Yeah. I mean, it's not like this with every single club, but there's a lot of times where like the All Star Game, right? You know, it's it's you really feel like. You know, you've covered. I think there were there were years where like you cover almost the entire season, and and you still can't get in. Um, right. And and yeah. that's like, dude, yeah. that's that's tough, but it is what it is, you know. And I think just not not getting stuck on it, and and just like like, dude, I mean, I could I could think of like a million reasons why it was the way it was, but like, there's no point in in staying on that um i think just realizing that there's a few things that you just have no control of and and if you don't like just figure out another route right. um i can't tell you why we why we got in this year i mean it's maybe um i don't know but it's those kind of things like early on with with the credentialing that was something that you just have to accept you, know, you either you get in or you don't and and um that that for me, I think in when it came to interviews as well, that obviously happens. It's just in different different aspects. Like sometimes you're there's there's a project you might have been working on for for months, man, but then like a schedule change could just right like you have to take a whole new angle. Um, and it's it's just being able to adjust um, and and working with with those conditions. Um, that's that's definitely something that. Yeah, man. Like it took it took a little bit to to understand and, and not get stuck up on 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 those negatives. I would say. Right. But, yeah. I just I yeah. just make Ramsey get the credentials for me. <laughs> yeah, man. Bro, yeah. you have no idea. Like, yo, Julio, send me a send me a headshot 
in JPEG form. This guy's sending me like SVGs or PNGs or whatever, like <laughs> stuff that's not. That's the man. That's the man. Bro. Yeah, man. Like. It's, no, something Ramsey can do is figure it out. <laughs> so I'll let him figure it out all the time. Yeah, man. Like there's, well, like the amount of, um, there's like different systems and stuff. Um, everybody has their own process. And and yeah, like it's, I think, like another thing I'm just, I'm just happy and, and glad for is like, there's always those people like just genuinely support it. Like there's, mm-hmm. in order to get into a lot of those games, like you were applying with no portfolio, you have no, right. Right. like nothing to show and and those people took a chance early on like that for me like it always outweighs any challenge that came on because because they're the ones that or, i mean i imagine myself on the other end of that computer it's like what is this like right. there's literally nothing there right. Right. um and and yeah man like i i appreciate that you know those those clubs and and the people you know the agents the players that have that have supported it so far like that's it means a lot to both of us um and and yeah, it's it's just been it's been good, you know. Yeah, yeah, and, and I mean, the I feel like the credentialing process can be arbitrary at times because, um, yeah, you know, even like when we when we apply for games, like it'll be like mm-hmm. a, a, a toss up whether you know mm-hmm. Julio gets approved mm-hmm. and I don't. You know, they don't have enough room in the press box. You know, they they don't have any like Roy's our, our photographer. You know, like we don't we don't have room on the field, but we can get you in the press box, but we can't take. You can't bring photos, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, there's there's yeah. a million different things that go on, um, and then especially for like the bigger, like kind of more, um, uh, like, uh, like 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 MLS All Star or like the MLS Cup Final or you know whether it's uh, a, a men's or women's national team game like that have you know more people applying. It's it's always going to get be harder yeah, to get in tough. those games, and you know that you know they're going to leave spots for ESPN. You know they're going to leave spots for the Athletic. And, yeah. you know, sometimes, you know, the, the, the independent sites uh, take the brunt of that. But, you know, like what, like even just for the last week at, at SoFi, um, you know, we were trying to get credentials for all three of us, me, Julio, yeah. and Roy. And, you know, we, we were only able to get two, you know, so we had to kind of hustle around that. You know, we were yeah. doing stuff yeah. outside yeah. the stadium. We were doing, you know, well, Julio and I were taking videos inside the stadium because we couldn't get a yeah. photographer in. So, you know what I mean? So it's like all of that, I think, provides, um, you know, just – an alternative angle to because I mean ESPN is yeah. gonna do what ESPN does you know what oh I mean like God. and and we can't compete with what they do so we have to find yeah. you know alternative routes to be able to kind of you know mm-hmm. to, to to do that and so that's how we kind of I'm, I'm sure you you're the same as you know find the stuff that isn't being covered find you know angles or you know um, um, different things about certain games and stuff like that. That's, that's not going to be found in ESPN or the athletic or whoever, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's yeah. some, something that, you know, on, on, from what we've done over the last few years, that, that has definitely kind of that, that switch kind of flips that, you know, okay, we're, you can't keep us from outside of the stadium. You know what I mean? So, yeah, so, uh, dude, 100%. Um, I think uh, like, well, what you said about the toss of the coin is, is so, so accurate. Um, there's, you know, I always, always thankful for, for the ones that do go, you know, the, the right way, but, um, dude, like when, when it doesn't go your way, you just, like you said, you got to figure it out. Um, I think there's, you know, the, the pregame interviews that you guys do, um, with the fans, like I saw the, the Madrid one, like that kind of stuff, at least, you know, when you go out and do it and, and I'm sure you guys 
you guys feel the same way, but it's like you actually learn a lot, you know, from the fans, uh, from the people there. And it's just, dude, a lot of the times, like even even you don't even have to step foot on the field. Like you, you feel accomplished, like from right. from the the stories that you hear from these people. Um, I think, uh, yeah, like being like you said, you know, in, independent, you always have to figure out just just new ways to to get out where you want to get out. Um, and and like I'm glad for for neither you guys or us, like you know, credentialing has has ever stopped us from from trying. Right. So, yeah, man, like props props to you guys too, yeah. man. Thank yeah, you, thank you, thank you. Really you, got, you, got, you got to hustle, man. Yeah, yeah forget ESPN. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, screw you, ESPN. <laughs> yeah, no, man. Oh, man. Bro, the LA Times has been taking our story ideas, bro. Like, I, yeah. I Screw you, get, LA I Times, get, too. I won't get into that, but uh, uh, Kevin Vote, if, if he's listening to this, he'll, he'll tell you, you know, Athletic, the Athletic and LA Times have both kind of they they were within their rights to do so, but I mean, you're reading the story and like, yo, I mean, that looks that looks a little familiar, but I mean, that's neither here nor yes. there. But uh, uh, yeah. yeah, we got beef. No, I, <laughs> I, I, I won't say anymore. I won't say anymore. But yeah, screw them though. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, what, what 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 are some of the the more positive things that you've seen in in, in the soccer space, getting into the soccer space, whether it's meeting new people, um, some up and coming brands that that you have. Um, on your radar, what are some of the, you know, the bright spots in, in, in the U.S. soccer scene? Yeah, I mean, like even even at these, like you're starting off with the games, like the people you actually meet in the press box, you know, down on the mm-hmm. sideline. Yeah. They're all, at least, you know, the ones that I've been able to meet, it's just super supportive. Um, I feel like everybody just, like I said earlier, you know, you understand that we're all, it's like you're part of something that you're all trying to grow. Uh, and that understanding just, just, like, dude, it's just supportive. Um, I can't really put another word to it. So, yeah, I mean, the people people at the game is always nice. And, you know, outside of it, like, the brands, dude, like, so many come come to mind. You know, you have, like, you know, these guys, right? Golasso yeah, Kids. Go you, have, <laughs> you have Darby. Um, there's Icarus, for example. Like, yeah. you know, I, I love, yeah. love those guys. Um, there's just, I mean, <laughs> every everybody so far is, is just, has been great um and i really like the everybody kind of brings their own you know creativity to the table everybody has like a uh a mission um and and it's just you know respecting each other's uh, vision as well because we we do have a lot of similarities in the sense that um like dude we're covering american soccer it's not something that that everybody goes in to do um just to do like you have to you have to like it you have to to enjoy it to stay in that space um and and i feel i feel that same passion when when i talk to 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 a lot of the you know people in this space so yeah that's that's just me do you guys play soccer as well of course yeah not 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 good but uh, (laughs) yeah at least me uh, pablo pablo's had a yeah, you had a you had a better better high school. Career. Nah, right? You're, yeah, but I don't know. You're selling yourself short, man. I I love this guy when he plays. He's too good. He's he's left footed, so. Oh, uh, I haven't seen a bad lefty. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, bad you can get away. Yeah, you can get, yeah, you can't. You can get away a lot more. You look a lot better lefty. Yes. Yeah, you know, <laughs> smoother, yeah, exactly. whether you're more smooth. Lefties, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah. That is the one blessing, man. I may not have the beard, but you know, I got the. Left <laughs> <laughs> you got the skills. No, but, I mean, I think I think that's one of the you know maybe now I think you know we played soccer growing up and then you know I think as you get older. 
you do still like maybe play like once a week and then you kind of start slowing down in terms of how much you actually play soccer. But one of the things that I've loved about um, at least, you know, getting to um, work through Club 11 is that I can still kind of have a foot in the soccer space in, in some way and still be involved with, you know, a sport that's given me so much and a sport that I've loved pretty much since I was born, I think. So definitely. Um, so, yeah. And I mean, kind of talking about the bright spots, um, you know, I think getting to talk to all these, you know, players and agents and stuff, they've honestly been all of them so supportive and so open to doing stuff. Um, one of the humps that was kind of difficult for me to get over at the beginning was kind of the process of like being able to like reach out and actually be like, Hey, mm -hmm. do you guys want to like do something, you know, collaborate. Mm -hmm. um, and that was difficult at first, but then after kind of seeing that they were so open and so down to really, you know, do anything that, that we kind of wanted to do creatively. Uh, they were just so open and so easy to work with that I think that's definitely one of the bright spots. Um, maybe it's not something you see anywhere else where, you know, players are so open to, um, you know, working with all these creators because I feel like they also understand what it's like to just be in the U.S. soccer space right. where it's like we're all in it together and we're all just trying to grow it. Um, and, and I think that they, they respect that and they love getting to, to work with people that, um, are passionate about the sport here and that are interested in kind of lifting those stories. Yeah. 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 And, and some of those players, I mean, the, the player interviews and, 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 uh, f like photos, photo shoots that you did with them were, um, I feel like a big part of, um, you know, the editorial stuff that you have on the site. Um, who are some of the, who are some of your favorite players to, to, to interview or, or, you know, stories to, to read or, or, you know, um, um, hear about and, and why was it Caprice Didasco? Yeah, who are the worst people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is really TMZ, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for the messiness. Julio, is a, he's a messy human. He's here for he's, the tea. Yeah, he, he's bringing yeah, it out. I respect yeah. it. <laughs> no, definitely. Yeah. Who are the one of the best players? Um, Paulo. Man, I think that's a difficult one because, I mean, honestly, they they all just have like, what I love cool. is that they have very different stories, but in a sense, they all just sort of connect in a way. Um, and what I love about each story is that even though they play soccer, I feel like a lot of stuff that they talk about is relatable to just people in general, maybe people mm -hmm. that, um, you know, just don't play soccer. Um, one of the ones that stands out to me is, you know, one of the very first ones that, that I was able to do, which was with Donovan Pines. Um, mm -hmm. he played for the university that I went to and then went on to play for DC United. And his dad was the president of that university. So what wow. he was talking about was, you know, the struggle of kind of having a dad who was like an engineer, like very successful academic and kind of growing up with that pressure of like always having to do well in school and everything. Um, you know, he had like ADHD and dyslexia. So that was like a challenge for him to kind of, um, keep up to those high standards academically. Um, so he really like opened up about that and then also how he kind of stepped out and kind of just went his own path and tried to um, make his own way into soccer. And he's done really well, honestly. Uh, but that was one of the one of the one of the ones that stands out because of the story itself, but also just because it was really like the first one that I had done. So that one definitely stood out. Um, but then from there, man, like I. I really, oh, I'm not sure if I can, if I can just pick out like my favorites just because everyone is so like unique in its own way. And I just love that they're so open to, to really talk about, um, you know, really everything. Uh, one of, another one that I love was one that we did with, um, 
uh, Aleko Iskandarian and his yeah. dad Andranik. Yeah, that yeah, was, that was a great one. I remember that. I remember that that photo shoot with them was 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 awesome. Yeah, no, oh, I mean, I think, man. yeah, Gabe. I mean, you met him. I think you you went to his yeah. uh, you went to his shop. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean yo, like that. <laughs> his dad, right? Yeah. Yeah, his dad. Yeah, yeah. So I was um. So we, we put up that piece last year, I think, and, and I was visiting Peter in, in Jersey. It was earlier this year, I think it was in the summer. Um, and we just, like, we went to a shop, right? Like, he, his shop is still there. Um, he's, he's still selling stuff. And, and it just happened happened to be he was there. Um, and, dude, like, he remembered the piece. Um, he was, you know, he was so open to, like, he, he was just talking about, like, old stories, like Pele and stuff. He's like, yeah, before you were born, like, you know, all that. Yeah. Uh, and and I'm just sitting, like, it, it just reminded me of, of, you know, like, when my, dude, like, when my dad or, like, my grandpa was, like, sit me down and, like, tell me when, I remember my grandpa, like, he watched Pele play in Peru against, um, against his home side team. Um, and it's like, dude, this, this guy played, you know, against Pele. Um, and, and hearing that, you know, seeing how like how nice this guy was, um, and and open, like I think he he wouldn't let us go from the store without like some uh, <laughs> he gave us like some Schalke kits, like the the training top. Oh wow, oh, nice. Um, yeah, man, and and it's just, dude, those uh, you know, Eskandarian, Eskandarian, definitely like for me just stood out. Um, I I usually you know I followed us the interviews. Um, I don't usually get to get to meet these guys, but I was I was fortunate enough to you know um, talk to him and and yeah man really cool guy um for me the the, the other ones that will stand out i remember hugh roberts um from uh, i think he's in monterey bay now mm. but when he came um he went to he was playing Loudon, so he stayed in a hotel with the team in, in virginia and for us it's like a so it's like an hour drive yeah we went out from from dc went from Kenny, uh, Kenny was doing video. He came from DC. He got us from like College Park in Maryland. We went out to Virginia. Um, but dude, like just, just you know, talking to him and like the kind of creative mind. Um, you know, he's got his podcast. He has his, his podcast going on. You know, he has a like his plans for for that are super interesting. Um, and and just being able to talk about that was was really cool for me. Um, the the other one that I can think of is is Brandon Vasquez um we met up with him in, in cincinnati he's just uh it's like the same like when somebody likes photography and you can kind of talk about photography right. with them and kind of have the same interest um those for me at least stand out because there's few things that i can talk about for like a long time so it helps <laughs> it helps yeah well, paul Ariola as well i think when we had when uh, he had like just left dc united that was awesome, also i think man. special just because it was like someone that um you know, we like, at least, at least I had like, you know, followed since, you know, since I really started like paying attention to BC United, that was someone that always mm -hmm. like stood out. And like for him with his story, it was just, it was great. And then I know Gabe, you like, you were able to do the photo shoot with him mm -hmm. in like Dallas, I think with like Kenny and like Jisung. And Peter I think, Peter, yeah. yeah, I got COVID that week, so I wasn't able to oh. fly out. Um, but but still, man, I, I love the the final product. And from what I heard from the guys that that were able to go, he was honestly super nice, um, super open, and just again like down to really do anything and, and get creative. So um, I think I think that's really one of the the biggest like positives in terms of in terms of stories. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And a DC United guy too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's his yeah. son. Yeah, Aleko. 
Um, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a legend, I guess. Like right. he's just yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. He's he won a star. Yeah, yeah. 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 He played with yep. uh, he played with Freddie Adu and, and all that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh. No, and that, he was Freddie he was Adu. also. I'm not I'm not sure if because uh, there's so much that like sometimes because with him I think we spoke for almost like three hours. Right. Um. So obviously, like to to like put that into the writing, it's like very difficult, and there's some stuff that sometimes doesn't make it in. Right. Um, but you know, some of the stories that he was saying of like when Barcelona came over to play DC United, I guess all the way back in the day, like 2004, 2005, something like that. Um, you know, he got to train with him. He played with Ronaldinho, with Deco. And it's like, this guy was honestly like so accomplished. Um, and then it's crazy that his dad was also like got to play against right. Pele, got right. to play, got to play with Pele, got to play against Maradona. Um, it's just ridiculous that at least mm. in that family they both ended up being so successful. Um, but yeah, man, I think I think both of those stories were were great. The father son duo. Right. Yeah. For sure. For that sure. old DC United kit though, the Adidas one, like so clean, ridiculous. Yeah. So wow. uh, I remember uh, Diaz Arza used to wear it. Um, yeah, yeah. Echeverri. <laughs> Bro, Echeverri. Oh my God, and Moreno too. Y Moreno, uh, yes. Jaime Moreno, yeah. Class, yeah. They, Dude, uh, we have we have like we have long history like the the club. I think that's why it's. Dude, I'm I'm not. <laughs> I could go on and on about DC, but like the, you obviously want to like, want to get them back to back to those days. Yeah, yeah when they were it's been a Gattis. really long time, bro. Like I I mean I wasn't even following them back then, obviously, but, um, it's like, a lot of times like clubs rely on the trophies. You know, you you can like sit on them and but I think they have. Trophies have an expiration date, and like ours, ours passed, right. bro. Like, you can't, you cannot say, what is it, like four, four or something? Yeah. They have the stars. Yeah, they, they, have be, the stars they beat the, the Galaxy too, right? like the first three yeah. finals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so they so, got to get rid of the stars at some point. Yeah, dude. So how many years before it expires? Dude, I I think it passed, man. Like it, I think like there's. But what should be the rule? How many years? Just so the Galaxy fans can hear. Uh, <laughs> 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 Yo, honestly, honestly, like in like uh, a league. One. Yeah, man. Yeah. With how many teams are there? What, like 30? 30 teams? It's like, it's like, 20, it's like 28 or 29, 28. I think, right? Yeah. Now. yeah, it's about to be yeah. 30. It's about to be 30 soon. So, bro, I would say like 10, 15. But for us, I guess it's coming up at that point. Like, it's... It's good, Already you know, passed. the Rooney thing, <laughs> yeah, like the Rooney thing is, is like super encouraging, um, but I mean, you, you got to see the product on the field, man, and it's going to take a while to, to, to see it. You know, I think we all love the, the club um, just because just it's DC United. Um, we all like it for, for our own reasons, but like it's, it's incredible, like seeing the, the fans do come out. And me personally, like I, I just... After that, there was this one game against Austin, right, Pablo? It was Austin. Yeah, yeah. We were up 2-0 on, on the 80th minute. And, like, I'm, we're sitting up. Like, we're just super, super happy. Like, I'm with my brother, you know, a couple friends. And we're like, oh, yeah, dude, finally, like, we won a game. It's like 2-0, 80th minute. Like, 3-2 by the 90th, man. And the 2-3. <laughs> oh, my God. I think, like... Dude, it's just it's just hard. Like it's hard to to see that. And and it was that one moment for me where I'm like, yeah, I mean, maybe I'll watch like the next few on TV. But it's just because, like, for coming from you know, you have to take the battery, you have to go down or whatever, and and getting into the game and 
you really want to support like you want to get out there and watch like i remember for me it was acosta like luciano Costa was my favorite player i i personally and i stand by my opinion uh, i tell paulo every day like i prefer him over rooney and you can you can talk about stats I disagree, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah i know you do but like you you look at statistically and on the field like when you saw this this goal he had against New York when they made the playoffs. Like, this dude dribbles everybody and then lays it off to Rooney. Rooney scores. But, I mean, it's it's the play. The play was beautiful. Um, and that that was the kind of stuff that that really, you know, that 2018 season, 2019, like, that's when I really fell in love with that team. It was just enjoyable to watch. It was entertaining. And I think with, with Losada, like, you got a taste of that again almost. Or, or you were just watching something that you hadn't seen before. It was full attack. Um, and maybe that, you know, that cost those, like that, those kind of results where like, you would just crumble in the back. Um, but dude, like fans want to see wins, man. Like you, you want to see your team. You don't like seeing your team at the bottom of the table. Yeah. And, and of course I'm going to tune in and, and watch, but yeah, man, when you mentioned Adidas, DC United, you know, the, the old days, like that's, that's what we want. You know, we yeah. want to see that in 20, the 2020 eras. So yeah, 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 yeah I mean, you got this. You you got the spirit when in when in last year in the in the NBA yeah. so there yeah. I mean, and now it's that. like what, yeah yeah the the spirit was the spirit was like it balanced it out. it more than balanced it out like yeah. it made it it made last year good um, right. I think uh, bro Trinity Rodman is is just oh, like, baller. Absolutely. like we were just generational baller. generational I mean talent. but Sanchez you know, actually Sanchez too both of them I mean that's that's insane like, yeah that's, Sanchez too ridiculous. yeah, yeah. Sanchez um, Sanchez is Sanchez left foot or no? Well, that's a good question. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. I'm okay. Sure. What? Whatever. Whatever. It's whatever foot it is. Like she, her dribbling is. It's just like class, man. I, yeah. Like you, you watch her. You know, dribble out of the back. Which for, I play left back usually. So like seeing that is is that's what you like to see. You know, you, you take those chances and you push forward. Um, but Rodman is like Jesus. Next like, level. When, bro. Next level. I remember. Yeah, like she she scored like that first goal. I don't know if it was her first game or not. Off the volley. Yeah, and you're like, yes. what the hell? Like, <laughs> Crazy. That's wild. Um, and and everything that team had to go through last year too. You know, yeah, the, right, like, right, right. With the coach, yeah. you yeah. get to that the championship, man. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. Just bro, like the I guess the mental game, like they must have must be it's, crazy, like yeah. to push through that and and you know you win the whole thing. Um, so now I mean, like obviously, like they're having their their struggles, but like I, I still, yeah. bro, like they won last year. There's nothing I can say to that. Team. Right. So yeah, they brought another cup to DC. So, yeah. No, but I yeah. think uh, the good thing about the good thing about uh, MLS is that I feel like you don't really need a project in the same way that you might need in the Premier League, for example, if you honestly want to win it. Um, and it's like you make the playoffs and then you catch fire in right. that like last month of the season. Dude, right. yeah. Champion. Anything so, can happen. Anything can oh, happen right. in the playoffs. You just got to make the playoffs. Right. That 2019 LAFC season. Uh, bro, LAFC that season hurt. That hurt. Uh, that whole season. Dude. I was The stakes just got a little too high, I think. Yeah, that's I was what trash talking so much that season. <laughs> and then it all bit me in the butt, man. Uh, that's what they call humbling. That, yeah, he was, he was humbling. Yeah. I, I still bro. can't go to LA Galaxy games. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, it's not—it's not always the best team that wins, right? It's the hottest team. Yeah. No, they—they so, have uh -huh. to win it this year. The, the the roster they put together, it's it needs, make or break. If you don't win it, it's well. Yeah. But have you seen? Um, you see, you see what happened to Philadelphia last year. Like they had all those COVID cases before. I think Philadelphia would have won last yeah, year. Yeah, Philadelphia should have won. Yeah, it. if they had a Philadelphia is like 
Yeah. That's oh my god. But I mean, if you, this if this you, year too, when you put yeah, them against did. LAFC, that's gonna be like that's that's the game yeah, I want to yeah. see, man. But <laughs> last year, last year New England was sort of like the LAFC of 2019, where it was right. like they yeah. went crazy. They ran away. They yeah. ran away with the yeah. They ran away yeah. with the supporter shield. That so they locked it up like early. Yeah, dude. I think um then they had like you obviously if if you're the number one seed you get that buy. But I always feel like that ends up hurting the team so much because right. it's like you got like maybe like one or two weeks off and then you have your first game of playoffs and you play against a team that probably played like a few days ago. And then that always just ends up like getting them. And I don't know. Yeah. There's just so much unpredictability in the playoffs. I was at that game where uh, Morrison took Blackman off the line to score the mm-hmm. goal. And that day I was like, we should trade Blackman. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, bro! This guy's a fanatic, man. Oh he, man, it pisses me off so much. <laughs> Yo, did uh, Radia score against you guys in that game or not? I How, think what was the score? I know Morris. Morris went off. Yeah, Morris went off. Yeah, yeah he, black, Morris, he Morris, couldn't Morris defend Eagle. him. Yeah, he couldn't yeah. defend him. He was burning him bro. down that line every single time. I was like, foul him, do something. Yeah. <laughs> no, it Dude, was bad. Yeah, yeah, like that's that's the one thing. Um, you, you know, even even if. You can be you can be close to the bottom of the table, but if you just make it to a playoff spot and, right. and you you get your your stuff together for 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 the playoffs, like anything can happen. It's always that chance. Yeah. yeah, like RS didn't RSL make a was it no, RSL? They made a deep run last year. Deep run because that, that was the that was the PK the whole PK situation last year, right? It won with like zero shots or something. Yeah, that was a, and, <laughs> yeah. and the goalie was just getting like he Wild. was oh yeah, my goodness, wild. dude! And now he's not even sure, with the team right? anymore. Yeah, he's not he's, even like he's in DC. Yeah. He's in DC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got yeah. locked yeah. out of yeah because like yeah, he was showing up to he had practice. A drama or going on. As yeah, well, right? yeah. They, they didn't like him in Salt Lake, or he was being like I don't know what was going on, but yeah, they they got uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's yeah. he's with us now, so uh, <laughs> he's a great talent. He can do that. In good luck to. <laughs> he decided really to go with Mexico instead of the U.S. This yeah, this guy. <laughs> like uh, like Araujo, man, in, in Galaxy. That's one of my favorite players. Dude, all right. Do you think he's having a great season this season? This season. Yes. Does he is he having a good season? What a where, where's where's LA right now? No, what I'm uh, saying like no, like just like just looking at him play. I mean, honestly, I've seen like three games this year of, of him, but I I can't say like he's I haven't heard much of him or seen him stand out. So he is not like this guy's having a it it, it awful season after after Pro- you know the success that he had you know and there's a lot of momentum around him especially you know him. Um, you know, making the Mexican national team and, and playing well, but yeah. him, I feel like just listening to the Galaxy fans' frustration um, with, I mean, just everything really. But uh, I think uh, Efrain and 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 Araujo are, are two of like the kind of like they just want things to to, to pick up for for them. But mm-hmm. the talent is definitely yeah. there, and, and and you've seen it. And it, yeah, definitely. Araujo was class like last year. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And I think. Uh, like again, I think for me it's just it, maybe it's like a bias, but like those the defenders on the wing, that's that's why I look out for. Um, and he put like he was assisting Chicharito a lot. I yeah, remember. like mm-hmm. his crosses, you know, the connection they had was was great. Um, well, I th- it was really cool to see in the All Star game. I think it was him, Vela, and Chicharito like definitely together. I yeah. think it's it's time yeah. for him to find a better team. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, because yeah. he, he oh, is maybe, a great player. Yeah, he's a great player, he but I I don't think that team. Is the team for him? He needs to find a team that he can show more of his skills. One hundred. I. I mean, I. I didn't know that he was. Um. He's born like after two thousand. I think. Yeah. Like he was the only player in All Star like from, from past the two thousand. And 
I didn't know he was that young. Like, that's, that's he's younger than yeah. me. Yeah, I'm I think 22. he was like seven, 17 starting or something yeah. like that. Yeah, he's, he's crazy. Yeah, he's wow. crazy, man. It's yeah. crazy. He's really yeah. good. Yeah. It makes me feel old. <laughs> Dude, I'm 32. Imagine me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Listen, uh, we, we, I mean, we've, we could keep you, we could keep going on forever, but I know y'all got things to do. Um, but before we wrap things up, um, you know, what, what is, what is one thing that you want to see? What is one milestone, one, you know, goal that you want to see out of us soccer, whether it's, you know, um, the, the national team, MLS, NWSL, USL, whatever from like, a, a just any, any aspect of American soccer, what's one goal that you want to see hit in the next four years? Four years. Yeah. Oh, hold on. You go for it. I got to think. <laughs> no, that's a difficult one. That's a difficult one. I mean, what what I would like to see, at least in the last four years, if it comes to, to U.S. soccer, I I want to see this first, this World Cup that we have coming up. I want that. I want it to go through the group stage. I think that's really what everyone wants. Right. I, I, th- I think we, we need to get through. Hopefully, we beat England. We're gonna give um, England that work. We're giving England that work. We, we are, bro, man, if we if we win that if we win that game, it's it's all over for them, bro. <laughs> I, yes. I, I just want to see them their heads explode. But um, then for twenty twenty six, I mean, honestly, like I w- I would want that team that had that experience in twenty twenty two to get to twenty twenty six and be in a position where they can be like, all right, we can make a deep run at this. Because I feel I, I heard Pulisic obviously said you know why would we go to the World Cup without the intention of winning it? Right. Um, but I think for most fans we all kind of understand that you know it's like the chances of the U.S. winning the World Cup are, are very slim like this mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to get to a point by 2026 where it's like okay like maybe the chances are not so slim anymore. You know maybe we can make that deeper run. Um, I think that would be a, a, a cool thing to see towards 2026 in terms of um, stuff on the field. Uh, but I guess off the field, I would honestly just love to see all of these different, um, you know, brands and like creatives to really, um, you know, continue doing what, what we're all doing. Um, and then hopefully by 2026, uh, we're able to, to all of us, you know, get all these new fans involved um, and really continue connecting people to, to the sport that we all love. I think, um, for a lot of us, really, the goal is 2026. I think that's going to be a big year uh, for soccer in general. Uh, and I think I, I would love to see soccer in a position where it's maybe not looked down as much anymore in this country. And it's getting to the point where it's, I, I think it's already one of the top sports in this country. It's just kind of flying under the radar. But I wanted to get to that point where it's really recognized as, uh, as a sport that we are, you know, proud of as a nation. Um, and yeah, I think I think that's really what I what I would like to see by twenty twenty six. But yeah, I think I bought you some time to think, Gabe. So you can go <laughs> ahead. Still, um, <laughs> damn, bro. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look for for me, it's it's more of um, the the support, um, the like the stadiums, man, because that that psychologically like, that it just affects everybody's perception of of whatever league you're talking about. Um, I think what I would like to see is like on a random Saturday, I'm walking downtown in like any city. Like I want to see at least one kit from from that team that's playing on Sunday. Mm. Um, that's what I, you know, that's, that's what I would love to see. Um, I was in San Diego a couple of weeks ago, and and you actually do see that there. Like maybe it's because you know San Diego has like this history of 
like teams teams leave you know there's right, right. this is how, how that whole thing happening and, and now you have the loyal which you know it's a good name um yeah, yeah. and and like you actually do see people wearing it on the street and mm. i think dc you see the same thing but you can't say that about like every single market um and i know that there's i mean you could go to england and like this is not even something that that has to be spoken about because mm-hmm. um, maybe it has to do with, yeah, that's the top sport. Um, it's number one. So, yeah, that, that would be what I, what, what I would like to see. I want it to be, you know, the, the most, maybe not, um, it doesn't have to be the most popular, but it has to be the most respected sport in, in the U.S. Um, and I think that representation comes with that. Um, and I think when, you know, when people, people feel represented by, by those clubs, you know, people can actually feel connected by those clubs. That's when they're going to start, you know, showing it themselves. They'll put on the kit, they'll talk about it. You know, you won't have to be, people won't have to market the game. Like you don't have to sell this game to anybody. It's like, it's just, you, you like it because it's, it's what you see around you. Um, it's, it's what's, what's there in front of you. It's, it's the main event. Um, I think you, you guys, you guys all touched on it. Like 2026 is huge for that because you just cannot, can't ignore it at that point. It's going to be everywhere. Um, every corner you go, like those games are going to be playing. I hope this World Cup is the same way where, you know, the even though it's it's tough, like Thanksgiving week and all that, and, and you have November, December, but should be a good push, um, yeah. push towards that. Um, but yeah, man, for me, it would be that. Like, I want to see, want to see more more of these kids out there, more support, um, more people like looking in their own backyard and, and going to those games. Um, and, and that's going to translate to, to the sport being at, at the top. Um, and like Pablo said, like, I hope to see, hope to see all of us still trying to push towards that goal, you know, still, still working towards that and doing our, our part for it. So, yeah. Yep. Definitely. That's we got a, we got a preview at SoFi stadium, how it can look, uh, yeah. how, well, how can was soccer wild. look. It was amazing, dude. We it were there. And we were like, wow. Like, this, the pitch looked amazing. Yeah. Um, I know they put it in that same day. Uh, I think they put it in a couple of days, but they, they brought in the pitch for, the, for that game. But, like, just to, see, just to see one of those football stands packed for just soccer fans, mm. it was amazing. The flares yeah. were yeah. going off. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's you. How many? It was like what over ninety thousand. Uh, it was seventy. So the the Real Madrid, the Real Madrid, uh, we Juve game at, at at the Rose Bowl. That was ninety that ninety was 90. three. It was like ninety three thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that was that was nuts. And yeah, in the yeah. SoFi, they had more fans there than the the, uh, the, the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, yeah, yeah. So the yeah, Super Bowl had like seventy thousand. Yeah. The game had like seventy one. It was like seventy three or seventy two. Yeah, seventy something. Like something. Yeah. Ridiculous. So it, yeah. So it's that kind of stuff, you know. I mean, Paul, you got that the Charlotte thing behind you. Like I, I remember I remember that game, man. Like that that day was the most like most color color coordination I've seen on the streets like in my life. <laughs> I, I've never seen the amount of light blue or yeah. Carolina blue, whatever you call that, it's like you see it everywhere. Crazy. And I remember all of us, we were like, Wow, you know, we're we're coming from like, you know, New York, Philly, DC, and like we've never seen that. And this is like a it's obviously like their first year, you know, that's that's a big, big push for his game, but it stays in your mind, man. Like, that's what you want to see day in and day out. And I know it's been done because like, you look across the pond and, and they have that. So, yeah, love sure. that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see if it gets there. I, I hope, I mean, I hope it does too. I think you know, we're on the right track. Um, yeah. We just got to keep, keep, keep the growth coming, but. Um, Four years might be tough, but I'm, I'm sure, yeah, I think. I'm sure at some point we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah definitely 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 yeah all right guys this has been great um thank you f- again for for coming and, and, and joining the show um but before we go just you know tell us where we can find origins tell us where we can find club 11 on on socials and all that of course no and and, and thank you guys for having us again you know, we really yeah, appreciate thank you it so much um yeah for um for origins you you can find that on spotify club 11 podcast and then you guys can find our work on instagram it's the handle is at club 11 um, Twitter is Club11Mag, and our website is Club11Mag.com. So, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll link all that. We'll link all that in the description and whatnot. Um, but uh, guys, once again, thank you. We we're, we're big fans of everything you do. Yeah, you um, guys too, from, man. Yeah, pleasure, yeah, yeah. So pleasure. Pushing, pushing the culture forward, pushing the game forward. Uh, we're all for it. Like I said, you know, rising tide raises all ships. So you know, I'm sure you know we'll be seeing um some some more big things from 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 y'all in 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 the next coming days but um you know this is this been awesome gabriel and pablo uh bayona sapag i'm ramsey (laughs) this has been the urban pitch podcast part of the believe network keep it tuned in we got more guests coming to you um we got we got more shows we got we got everything you know coming in in the next few weeks so keep it tuned in uh until then though we'll see y'all next time Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.